0: Yeah, 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 come and take a look at the snow, bright white as far as your eyesight goes, come and take a look at the fields of snow, I'll just get my coat then we're good to go, come and take a look at the lake, let's have a quick skate before it gets late, come and take a look at the frozen lake, put your clothes on mate, don't make that mistake, ba 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 ba-ba-ba-ba, happy Christmas, ba 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 ba-ba-ba-ba,
1: good evening holiday shoppers, it's 319 days until Christmas. That means it's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, a holiday podcast about holiday movies. Hi, my name is Joe. I'll be your host this evening. I don't know why I'm using my NPR voice right now.
0: I was about to ask if we were on NPR.
1: Yes, we are, Karen. And let me tell you all of the fun reasons this week's episode, Reindeer Games, is a holiday classic to be cherished forever.
0: If we're on NPR, does that mean that we can run um a drive, a fundraiser?
1: Yes, it does. And for the simple payment of nine ninety five, I will send you a cheap, broken ass used copy of Reindeer Games because oh my god, what the fuck is this movie? John, John, you're on the podcast too, John. I have a question for you. I'm sorry, your voice was putting me to sleep. John, is Reindeer Games a Christmas movie? Because I think we just watched Reindeer Games. Yeah, I watched it. I, I remember that. I was, I was there. <laughs> I hope you remember it. I was there, too. The point of this podcast is <clears throat> to suss out the true meaning of Christmas through Christmas movies, and I don't think the true meaning of Christmas is in Reindeer Games. It had Santas, and I'm going off of Christmas with the Kranks, and the only thing it had to do with Christmas was there being Santa. He was in a Volkswagen and this movie had Santa there was no Volkswagen. He drove a he drove a he drove a semi, but
0: They had Frosty, they had a lot of Frosties in Christmas with the Cranks.
1: So does Wendy's. That doesn't make Wendy's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. Tonight's episode is about the perennial all time favorite Christmas classic, the two thousand film <laughs> Reindeer Games. Starring Batman. Starring soon to be Batman and one time Lieutenant Dan.
0: <laughs> Lieutenant Dan after not, not
1: not Ben Affleck but Gary Sinise. Jeez, uh, guys, what the hell did we just watch? We watched a John Frankenheimer movie, if you can believe that. I kind of don't. I I mean, I, I at least know enough about movies to know who John Frankenheimer is. I mean, he Ronan, Manchurian Candidate, Birdman, of Alcatraz. Yeah, like Seconds and uh, Grand Prix. Like he's man, he's done some like good, serious, like real, actual movies and this is the last movie he made before he died this movie is poisonous. that's depressing this movie is poison <laughs> no. it was written by uh Aaron Krueger he- that should tell you everything you need to know because in 2000 you were prop- you were allowed not to know who Aaron Krueger was but if- watching it in 2015 like you see his name on a movie and you just cringe for death because aaron krueger is responsible for three out of the four transformers movies and they're and none of those three are the first one so you can't even say he you can't even say he didn't write the good one because there are no good ones i know but he he wrote the ones that were the bad ones even even more unnecessary than the rest and the 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 10 death march of aaron krueger cinema starts kind of starts here with reindeer games doesn't it So when when we booted the movie up for the first time, I looked at the description of the plot description of the movie and it didn't make a goddamn bit of sense to me. I just want to say, when we loaded this up, if you happen to watch this on Netflix, I don't know about your Netflix, but for us, I I will admit to having seen this movie before, I was going into this a bit a bit preloaded with information, but I recognized the picture that Netflix showed as the preview of being from the last like minute and a half of the movie. And what was the picture, what was the picture of? Uh, It was Ben Affleck in a dirty-ass Santa suit holding a stack of money. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was it. But you would be excused from ever wanting to watch Reindeer Games if you just read the Netflix summary, because the Netflix summary says, Ex-con Rudy Duncan poses as his late cellmate to score with his alluring pen pal, whose psychotic boyfriend has other plans for the unsuspecting Rudy. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah, this, this is a heist <laughs> movie, just to throw it out there, and that description managers do not say anything about that. Other, other plans means rob a casino. You should point that out because that sounds interesting enough to make someone watch. Ben Affleck yeah. impersonates his cellmate so that he can get with his cellmate's girlfriend and also they rob a casino.
0: Right, his, his cellmate's girlfriend has never seen his cellmate before because they're fucking prison pen pals. Yeah, so, uh,
1: let's, okay, so ben, well, ben Affleck's character, Rudy, uh, is which, in prison. Which great name for your Christmas movie. Rudy and Nick, I wonder what they mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> also we we should point out that like we are not bullshitting here. There is a lot of Christmas uh theming going on in this movie. So we're not just picking some random ass movie off the street. Uh, we kind of did, but it just happens that this random ass movie has a shitload to do with Christmas. So Right. So as far as we're concerned it counts. This movie starts with a flashback because it's one of those movies. It starts with a scene that makes no sense then goes 6 days earlier. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Because when it first started, I was like, what the fuck? Because it just shows... a bunch of dead Santa. Yeah, it shows a shot of a bunch of dead-ass Santa Clauses. And I was like, what the fuck are we getting into?
1: And then it cuts to the prison scene where Ben Affleck, his voice shows up in narration. And he says, I never was much for the holidays. Like, thanks a lot, Ben.
0: I didn't ask for this.
1: Okay, so Rudy is in jail for five years because he is a... Was a professional car thief. He worked for a chop shop stealing cars for them. He, he was act, he might as well have been a character in like, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. If, if we just replaced him with Nicolas Cage's character in Gone in 60 Seconds, this whole movie. Would be Con Air. Yeah. And,
0: I have no frame of reference for any of this. It would almost be good, maybe.
1: Yeah, and then he has a cellmate, um, Nick. Uh, I can't be bothered to remember her last name because neither could at the movie. That's a fun way was... of spelling Cassidy. Yeah. I was going to guess Sullivan. I didn't really want to guess.
0: I, I was going to say Callahan. I couldn't remember. I was closer.
1: So Nick Sundance Kid, we find out he is in jail for two years for killing a dude in a bar fight defending his girl's honor.
0: His, his ex-girl's
1: honor? Yeah. He 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 mentions her name once. This will come in important later. Millie Bobek. And Nick also says that he used to be. A, he also mentions that he used to be a security guard. So this is what we know going in there. That the kind of the Nick just turns into Captain Exposition for a little bit and explains all of his backstory. Yeah. Which maybe will come into play later. Who knows? I was
0: gonna say uh, pretty much every every part where Nick is in that
1: movie, he's Captain Exposition. And he gets more exposition because we see that in his cell he's been writing letters to this this woman through some like prisoner pen pal magazine type thing, which. I I I know what you... I I know what the yeah it's like from your which, time in the joint. No, I've seen those before. I, like <laughs> gas stations actually have those. Like like the only other movie I've ever seen this used in is in the movie Problem Child.
0: That where, is a departure where a Junior
1: writes letters to Michael Richards, and then Michael Richards breaks out of jail and immediately kidnaps the child.
0: I've never seen yeah. Problem Child
1: either. No, no, these, these like, Prisoner Personal Ad magazines exist. You can find them at sleazier gas stations. Right. But but the point is, it's a thing that you've probably heard of, but the screenwriter has two, so that's why he's using it in his movie. Yeah, so Nick has this girl that he's been writing to for months. Ashley, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter, yes. Ashley doesn't matter. It is uh, Charlize Theron, actually. We see here a bunch of pictures of her. He starts talking her up, and... He apparently is reading all of the letters to Rudy and at one point there's a really creepy scene because you see Rudy just sitting there staring at Nick and you're like, what the hell is going on while Nick is sleeping? But then you realize Rudy's actually staring at the pictures um, that are on the wall because Nick has decorated his section of the cell like a teen girl's bedroom. Just a, pictures plaster everywhere.
0: Although this would be a vastly different movie if Rudy's staring at Nick. I'd be more into that.
1: So, um, and then also, just to throw it out there, because it, ha- it appears a few times, Ben F, like totally had like a barbed wire tattoo and is the dumbest fucking thing.
0: I think he also had like some like cards he, or something like tattooed he had, on him. He had,
1: he had a cross on each shoulder and one of the cross had <laughs> cards all over it. It, was, it looked kind of like a Saints Row character. Just like, I'm going to get this tattoo. And yeah. this one. It's like halfway between Gambit from X-Men and a character from the Boondock Saints.
0: Also, he is a enormous wimp. He just, like, He's sounds enormous, like. enormous lots of things.
1: Yes. Wimp is definitely one of them.
0: <laughs> he is, like, the wimpiest looking prisoner I've ever seen.
1: So, it turns out that um, there's some prisoner called Alamo, who apparently uh has it out for Rudy because Rudy, he thinks Rudy snitched on him. So, they go to lunch, and Isaac Hayes is there at lunch. Hi, Isaac Hayes. Yep. And Ron Jeremy? For one scene, yeah. Yeah, and Ron Jeremy, I don't know if Ron... I didn't see Ron Jeremy. Oh, you you see him okay, from behind. Okay, so here's the thing. I knew from looking at the credits I... on IMDb, Ron Jeremy was in this movie under a fake name, Ron Highest, or something like that. Okay. If you the, if you see in the credits the name like one of like Prisoner number yeah. One it says Ron and, and it starts with H. Sorry. And when That's the Ron Jeremy.
0: The whole like scene starts, you see him from behind, you can tell because of his like bald halo and then curly curly hair all around it.
1: Sorry, I don't know Ron Jeremy's real name or what the back of his head looks like. That's on you, Karen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that.
0: I know that Ron Jeremy is a greasy-looking little sausage dude with a bald spot on the top of his yeah, head. Yeah, I mean, it, once, I once,
1: once you know you're looking for Ron Jeremy, you're totally like, that's Ron Jeremy.
0: Yeah, that's pretty easy. He's, he's a short guy with, like, curly hair.
1: All right. So they, sp- so they spend the first ten minutes of the movie going like, you know, in two days we're going to get out, man which I've seen movies before. One of these guys is going to get fucking killed. What are you going to do when you get out? I'm going to go meet this girl that I've been writing. What are you going to do when you get out? Pecan pie. Pecan pie and hot chocolate.
0: Yeah, that's all he wanted was hot chocolate. And says
1: it just like that, too. Yeah. He says it like a fucking troll.
0: I think hot chocolate was the name of his favorite prostitute.
1: (laughs) Isaac Hayes starts going out about monsters in the gelatin. They start a food fight. What else are you going to do? Food fights in prison. Yeah, and yeah. then Alamo takes the opportunity <laughs> to run at Rudy with a knife. Nick throws his dumbass in the way and gets stabbed for his trouble. The most obviously contrived, oh my, I'll oh, take in one for the, one for my buddy.
0: Oh scene. yeah, and he dies, he, he yeah. dies like so fast.
1: It's, Yeah, it's, it's one of those like movie deaths where it's just like, I'm dying, Oh uh, Yeah, like yeah. his head
0: just fucking falls over like after a second and an of talking. he's just
1: like screaming for guards or medics <laughs> and nobody's even giving a shit. Nobody's right. listening. Nobody cares. So then, yeah. when he goes ahead and he he has a single manly tear that night. One tear. That's all he's allowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he gets out the next day and gets on the bus and he looks out. But he looks outside and who does he see out there waiting among all the other people? Oh, it's Ashley. It's Ashley. And the bus starts leaving and everyone's gone except who's still there? Ashley. And he starts thinking. And the bus stops. and He gets off. And what does he say to Ashley? Are you Ashley? I'm Nick. <laughs> Yes. Well,
0: before he gets off the bus, he starts, like, talking to himself. He's like, like,
1: he's he's like, like, he's like, don't do it. I... Yeah, he, he like, knows like out loud. Do. Out loud.
0: It. In the fucking prison bus. Like, he's who the like, hell does on, that. that? Get
1: going. Don't do it, Ben. Like, don't take another check for this this bullshit movie. Yes. <laughs> so then they go and have what might be one of the most awkward coffee dates imaginable. So, so anyway, they go to a, uh, they go to a motor lodge somewhere. Yeah, they, they, go, they, go, and, to a, they and, go to a diner first. And total. And, well. Yeah, they go to a diner first and have, like, the most, like, these two people are going to bone the fuck out of each other. T- yeah. Conversation imaginable. Yeah. and, and yeah, Without, like, cuts knowing cuts each two, other. Like, oh, they bone down. So, yeah. Uh, and then she takes him shopping, and she dresses him like Walter White. Yeah, she kind of does. You're right. In, like, the shitty beige, like, bla- like sport, like, not sport jacket. No, it's like,
0: like a fleece-like jacket.
1: While they're having their pillow talk, there's one thing Ben Affleck does. He does a couple times in this movie. So he is, he is Rudy pretending to be Nick. Yes. And more than a couple times he, while he's pretending to be Nick, he's like, you know, oh, I had this really great cellmate, Rudy, you would have loved him. He's talking yeah. himself up. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> because Rudy I, like, it, why? is actually kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a supposed to like him because he's plucky and he's, Kind of, he's the main character. He's the main character and he's kind of cool, but no, he's really a piece of shit. <laughs> no, and he's,
0: yeah, and he's yeah. just kind of a baby. Like.
1: And, and, he goes and he flushes his, his only piece of identification identifying him as Rudy down the toilet. Which, that wouldn't work, because his ID is way too big for the toilet bowl.
0: Right, I, I actually wrote down, I was taking notes, I said, who flushes an ID card
1: <laughs> Like when I, he did it? I chalk up a lot of this movie to just being an old guy not knowing how things work anymore. And I hate to say that about John Frankenheimer, but that's... Probably what it is, because he probably didn't give a shit at this point. He just like, yeah, just throw it in the toilet, have it flush, and we'll move on. Yeah, because then there's another line that makes no sense. When they come back from buying clothes, Charlize Theron tells Rudy she wants him wearing nothing but a candy cane.
0: Again, how do you do that? Are you going to stick it up your ass?
1: Yes. And then I... what? So um, then <laughs> what happens? So he comes in, and then, hey, it's Danny Trejo. What are you doing here, Danny Trejo? I just needed the work.
0: And, and some other thugs.
1: Yeah, a couple other oh, th- hey. Another thugs. Donal Logue and some black guy. No. <laughs> I, 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 I did some research, but not enough. I'm sorry. I, I didn't do Ill. any research. I mean, like, I, I mean, read some of the credits, but not all of them. I mean, okay. some of you have, may have heard our voices before, and you should know, we don't do research.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's the charm.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, then, so, did, so a bunch of thugs accost him, and then Lieutenant Dan walks in. Lieutenant Dan walks in.
0: He has his legs back. He has
1: his legs back, and he looks just like he did in the 70s.
0: And he's done a shit ton of meth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like he did in the 70s. No.
1: His character's name is Gabriel, which, once again, great character name for your Christmas movie. Yeah. And I do want to point out, now that I'm thinking about it, Gabriel was a bit name dropped before because one of the ways Nick was just too, like his life story to Rudy was mentioning Ashley's brother runs a trucking company. And this is Ashley's brother, Gabriel. He is, in fact, a trucker. Right. Yes. He drives a truck that has Motor City Monster blazoned on the front of it.
0: Yeah, or on the side. I'm going to oh.
1: hope he's an owner-operator. Because uh, I don't trust any company called Motor City Monsters. I guess, yeah. And I, I guess Motor City Madman was taken.
0: Motor City Meth Mouth?
1: There you go. Yeah. I think I heard him on the radio. As Gabriel and his thugs are like just tearing the room apart and beating the shit out of Ben, ben like, one of the goons pulls out a big bag of cookies and just screams, They got a shitload of cookies! I really don't do a shitload of cookies. <laughs> So they start going on, and you start getting – they pull out guns and everything, and eventually he gets through that they they need Rudy's help to rob the casino that Rudy used to be a guard at. Here's here's where the actual plot kicks into gear. Because they think he's Nick. They think he's Nick, and she still thinks he's Nick. Yes, I'm mixing the the names up. Yeah, so he's like, you know, hey, Nick, you're going to help us rob the casino, and Ben Affleck's immediate reaction is, I'm not Nick, I'm Rudy. 'Cause
0: that's the way to not get yourself killed in this situation.
1: So then they point a gun at him and then he's like But so they put the gun on him, put the gun on his head and and Ashley's just giving him this look like, Oh shit, he's gonna die and so he realizes, okay, fine. I'll just tell them I'm Nick for now. And, and you they, think, okay, that's been dealt with. And then what does Gar right. what is what does Ga- what does Gary Sinise say? I don't want to play any reindeer games. Oh he said the uh, title.
0: That's that's later, you're thinking of later no, again. That's, I have
1: it written on my notes right there. It comes up with a shitload of cookies, title drop. Okay. <laughs> So then they kidnap him and her. They're driving around with the, the, yeah, they're driving in the back around. of the truck. And he starts dropping hints to her or not dropping hints, he flat out tells her he's not Nick. Yeah, he's like, I'm not Nick. He, he he's being very vague to begin with about the whole Nick's dead thing. He's like, you know he doesn't ever say Nick is dead. Yeah, he's just right. not not he does later, not at this point. He's just like, you know, I got out, Nick didn't, I was a I was a cellmate, I I got out, he didn't, and that's all he really tells her. And, Which is
0: a weird way to start yeah, this.
1: It's very awkwardly not giving the full truth for no real reason. You would think if everybody in the movie were as dumb as we find out that they are, when he tells her that he's not Nick, Nick didn't, you know, he got out, Nick didn't, would she not think, oh, well, we'll just go back to prison and get Nick? Yeah. Right. I'm actually surprised they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I guess they're like, well, we're in this far now. I might as well, well just go on with the plan. Yep.
1: So Affleck is keeps going on, like, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. They they want him to give. They show him a map of the casino. Or is that later? That's later. But they press him a second time for information about the casino, and they and they, they put a gun to his head again to make him confess whether or not he's Nick. And again, he tells them that he's not Nick, and they come yeah. within a hair's breadth of pulling the trigger to killing him. And he says, "Okay, fine. I'm going to pretend to be Nick some more." Yeah, but then the guy that was in the back truck with him is like, you know, wait, he's saying yes now. He was saying no later when there wasn't a gun pointed to his head. So they have a little pop quiz. Yeah. And so Lieutenant Dan asks him all these questions about his sister and whether or not this guy is actually Nick. And because Nick has been reading all of these love letters to him in in prison, he just knows all the answers. That's the only thing that saves his life, really, is he already actually knows everything about her.
0: And she is like mouthing answers behind Lieutenant Dan's head too, right. when uh, when applicable.
1: It's kind of, it's really a bullshit scene because we we should have done this. Like, didn't we do this ten minutes ago? Yeah. And aren't we gonna do this ten minutes from now?
0: Yeah. It's it, it's kind of a recurring theme of the movie.
1: Like the, the one thing that struck stuck out to me was all we had heard about Gabriel before was that he owned a trucking company and was Ashley's brother, but now Gabriel is like, you know, what's Ashley's biggest fear? And and Rudy is just like her brother, and he's like, no, it's drowning. He's like, no, it's her brother. And Gary Sneeze just, like, smiles at him like he passed. Well, the real answer is she, her biggest fear is her brother drowning her. <laughs> Basically. She never says that.
0: Which, I mean, th- there is almost a, an instance of that later on. Mm-hmm.
1: So Ben Affleck agrees to help them, but only if he gets some pecan fucking pie. So they take it, so smash cut to shitty diner pecan They're all, pie. They're all sitting around him, like, still they're with guns on the table pretty much. Right. like hawks. And they keep trying to interrupt him, and he's like, nope, stop. He's not done yet. He's gonna enjoy his pecan pie first,
0: right? Because the guy without the gun gets to call all the
1: shots here, of course. But then, then they they move on to you know the the next scene, whatever that is. They, well, he starts he starts explaining the plan to him. They're like they're saying, or they start going over the plan. They're like, we want to rob the casino on Christmas Eve because like the casino is really really slightly staffed at Christmas Eve because nobody goes to the casino, then. right? So they, then that's when they show him the map, and again he has to pull this ruse of like, well, am I am I Nick or am I not Nick? Right? And he says, okay, fine. And he gives him this bullshit stick about how. What's this? What's hey, w- this? Yeah, he's, he's, he's Jack Skellington and he's surprised at what he finds here. So he's like, you know, oh no, this, this, the, the buffet is over here and the slot machines are over here and the cash cage was over here. Oh, they must have remodeled, which is kind of a brilliant cover.
0: Yeah. Like, you,
1: we're going to get to it. Eventually, but this is bullshit. It's obviously bullshit. He's right. lying his ass off. We know he's lying his ass off. And you kind of start getting the idea here that, um, Gabriel and his pals are, they're, they're gun runners, but they've not, they've not, yes, this, this is their first step up into the, into the, the next league. Right. Yeah, this is their first attempt at an actual robbery. They're not that bright. And then the next scene kind of shows us how not bright they are because Danny Trejo drops the best truth bomb I've ever heard about Christmas. Yes he's reading an issue of business week and he's talking about how the u.s government he said it seems it seems to me an intellectual country would legislate a second such gift-giving holiday create, say a, a christmas two, late may early june to further stimulate growth and yeah. gary sneeze gives him some shit about going to night school yeah he's talking about how businesses do all their sales before christmas so why not have more christmases yeah. what a, what a canny
0: comment yeah like but if- also it's just but Honestly, the movie probably didn't even think I, I, that I, much I, about I agree, it. I
1: agree with Danny Trejo. Yeah, They're probably then just have even like. We more movies to watch. Yeah. But <sighs> don't we, can... well, we have that? No. It's called Memorial Day. But that's when. What... That's when people buy furniture.
0: When they put this in the movie, though, they probably weren't even thinking that far. Like, I imagine oh. they were just like, yeah, let's make this fucking meat headed ga- gangster guy super, you know, super smart. Yeah,
1: so, um. Ben Affleck tells them, also one thing he mentioned to them, he mentions there's a powwow safe, which is where the, he says the owner of the casino is skipping this, this is a reservation casino run by a guy who's not from the reservation. They hired him to run the casino. It's, it's Dennis Farina, who's Dennis apparently Farina. like a, a, a Las Vegas casino operator who's coming out here to, to... To the upper peninsula of Michigan. Right. This must be UP because that's where Sidna is. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know how they managed to get from... I don't know if anyone involved, Aaron Kruger or John Frankenheimer, looked at a map and noticed that the UP is not connected to mainland the rest of Michigan. I don't know how they drove a truck from from Detroit to Sydney without having a couple of Wisconsins involved.
0: <laughs> a couple that's... of Wisconsins? But
1: yeah, this is this you pop in, you pop out. Yeah, this is a yeah, this okay. is a reservation casino out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Michigan. And yeah, Dennis Farina, it's Jack Bangs, and the and Netflix story is that he is giving money from the from the tribe. Millions, millions, and he keeps it in the casino in a safe that he calls the Powwow Safe,
0: <laughs> which, and it's of itself is just special. Which, until
1: you actually meet him, you think that's the most racist comment ever.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: And then even after you meet him, it's like that's a really stupid thing to name a safe. A little bit. I mean, it is in an Indian casino, but Dennis Farina is the least Indian person on the planet Was I'm sorry, recipes.
0: right? <laughs> Although this this the name of the safe will also come back into play later on.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, they decide well they'll they'll just send Affleck in to do recon and tell them what what's changed and how it's changed and everything. He's like, you know, well you gotta get me in disguise and they dress him up as Glenn Campbell, kind of. Or a mariachi band. They dress him up as like the the big Texan high roller, you know, casino guy. The guy you see in like every casino movie who's like Tom Arnold and Austin Powers. Jet Nicholson in uh Martha Tax. The rich Texan in The Simpsons. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that guy. Everybody knows that guy. So they dress him up as that guy. And he goes into the casino to scope things out. And who does he meet but Ashton Kutcher? Poor Ashton no, Kutcher. First he, actually, first, he actually runs into Jack Bangs. And Jack Bangs is having a conversation with the tribe representatives, trying to, you, know, you know, you know you want Vegas, you have to do it, like something really racist. He's like, you want Vegas, you got to do your little rain dance to get rid of all the snow.
0: Yeah. And then comes out Ugh. all, like, pissy because yeah. the, they're not having any business.
1: He runs into uh, the owner, Jack Bangs, which a couple of the, the truckers follow him in. That sets off their alarms because they like, you know, well, why was the owner talking to you? Did he recognize you? And they, they, and they assume that he's been made because they still think he's Nick. And right. Nick needs to work at the casino. It's like,
0: no, dude just wanted to know where I heard about this yeah, place. just
1: like, hey, I like your style. Where, where, Who are you? He's like, where'd you hear about us? From TV, ads? he's like, I right, heard about you in prison. Yeah. <laughs> from, from TV, ads, a personal friend on the internet. Check all that apply. Other prison. <laughs> Other prison. Yes. <laughs> so, f looking around. He happens to see a guy who looks almost exactly like he does in his disguise. And it's Ashton Kutcher. It is the Kutcher. Full in, on facial like, one hair. One of his very first movie roles. I guess during or after my, that 70s show? This is a during. Okay. Yeah. But he pulls Ashton Kutcher into the bathroom for some sex time. I mean, um, to that's, change disguises with him.
0: That's really, that, that's what they call it these days. Yeah. Changing disguises. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. just like, hundred bucks, trade. hundred bucks to switch jackets with me. And Ashton Kutcher, because he's a d- dumb college it's kid, dumb shit. is just like, yeah, sure, I like money. <laughs> and immediately gets tackled by Gary Sinise's thugs. And would was, probably beat the fuck up anyway. Well, they they actually don't. They they just like they they don't have the time. They would have murdered him if they had the time. I'm guessing. Oh, I'm but... sure they did, but I... he didn't get up without being kicked a couple times. Yeah, they they yeah. they chase him to his car and tackle him, and they realize, you know, oh, it's the wrong guy. They see Affleck running off, and they start chasing after him. He uh just takes off through the snow because what else he gonna do in the right. middle, in middle of runs, December in Michigan? Runs so through you, the snowy woods. So you got this bullshit like chase scene that's just like three guys running around in the woods. Yeah, and animal cars tooling around. And Lieutenant
0: yeah. Dan driving a car with uh, yeah, and then and
1: then the, the Charlie's. And then suddenly, the Goonies happens because Ben Affleck starts flagging out a car, and it's Lieutenant Dan. Oh, great! But he notices this, and he starts running last minute, and then Charlie's there and just grabs the wheel and just yanks the car off a cliff. Which, considering what comes later, is weird because yeah, we're supposed to we're not supposed to know something about her yet. And the fact that she decides to like save his life is weird to me. It's her. kind of yeah, strange, so, yeah. So they all take a tumble down the mountain and uh, or down the hill and you then make it sounds so fun. I know. So it's just a nice little jaunt. <laughs> and then they start running and then and then A manages to get Lieutenant Dan's shotgun, but then Lieutenant Dan also has a hunting rifle that he starts chasing him with. And they take off over a frozen lake because what well, that as you do, you know.
0: Right. He's like running with uh Charlie Sharon at this point.
1: Yeah, on a on a frozen lake, I have to point out, you know. Yes. Affleck falls to the ice, Charlene's there and falls through the ice. They fall to the ice because Lieutenant Dan is shooting at the ice. Yes.
0: Right. Because what an asshole. So she's trying to get drowned by yeah. her brother.
1: Charlene's frozen. This is all part of the plan.
0: Yes. Dude, spoilers.
1: Course. Okay, so Sorry. so she falls in the ice, Affleck take, g- goes in after her and drags her out, and Lieutenant Dan catches up with him. Then Lieutenant Dan murders a guy who's ice fishing. But very yeah. tastefully, because, th- because the guy, the ice fisher... Runs back into his little hut, and Lieutenant Dan just shoots at the house.
0: So how does he even know that he like murdered the guy?
1: Oh, because he doesn't come out and they play some sad music. Right. Well, no, actually, there there's a very... that the one scene where there's a TV report playing in the background later, it's a very awkward report about missing fishermen. Foul play suspected. So we only find out later that, oh, he must have been killed. Yeah, so, they dra- yeah. so they drag him to a hotel, to the game room, and then at that point, I pause the movie for five minutes to see yeah. what pinball machines there were. Yeah, because oh. every time there's a pinball machine in any movie or TV show, we have to stop and look at them.
0: See if we have played see if it.
1: We've played them and see if we know what they are.
0: Also, one very important point about this motel, which I would like to—I forgot to mention earlier—is the place looks like fucking medieval times.
1: It kind of does. It's, it's got like <laughs> a faux bit of stone walls, a like bit of a castle motif. Yeah, know. there are
0: like big like draperies everywhere, and, the and pool like is
1: luxuriant as all fuck. Yeah, it is. But the pinball machines—one of them is called Big House, which okay, appropriate, right? Kind of appropriate. The other is Street Fighter Two. Yes. Now. If it, if you know anything at all about pinball, you would know that Street Fighter Two is probably one of the worst pinball machines ever made. And if this movie were made in like nineteen ninety two or ninety three, I could kind of forgive it because oh, Street Fighter Two is still like one. Of know, that's, that's a re- that's a recent machine, and we're just like get some recent machines to put. Well, in it's here. a recent name. It's a it's a popular name that everybody knows. But no, this is two goddamn thousand. When okay, pinball is way out of vogue. Yes. And not really popular anymore, and so they just had somebody grab whatever pieces of shit they could find. Fine. Whatever. But or Street Fighter 2, like... Did Gottlieb still exist in any fashion at this point? I don't think so. Like, this is right around I the time mean, this, that, like, this, Williams and Gottlieb went out of business. I mean, this movie had plenty of product placement from, like, Pepsi, because there's... Not only do they spend quite a, quite a bit of time running past the Pepsi machine in this movie, but in the truck, there's just a couple of Pepsi cans sitting around just because... Now, I'm not saying they should have had, like, a Star Wars, like, like Phantom Menace pinball machine. That's probably, like, way too big for their, like... Help me, young Jedi. ...advertising budget or anything like that. And they don't want that kind of heat. Of course. Also because that game sucks, too. But, like, this is the year 2000, and there are many more appropriate pinball machines than Street Fighter 2. It's another point... You could have got, like, Monte Carlo or something, one of the casino-themed machines. Yeah, or, like, World Poker Tour, or...
0: Like, fucking, like, the... Sharky's uh,
1: Shootout, which isn't really appropriate, but kind of sounds appropriate.
0: Yeah, or the the Pinbot one. the Jackbot. Yeah, Jackbot, that one.
1: You could have picked any of these, but the fact that you picked, like, a name that kind of sounded vaguely familiar that you probably would have to pay royalty rights on is a stupid decision. It kind of sounds like I'm nitpicking, and maybe I am, but it's a prop master chose that on purpose right unless they just happened to find a hotel that didn't that didn't kick them out after they started filming yeah someone put that, this there for a reason that is the other option yeah right? i was That's thinking
0: it might actually be a hotel because, because who b- can make that shit up that place was ridiculous to looking to be
1: honest i have actually never heard of big house before <laughs> so everything i just said is
0: probably not uh Okay. I think that they found a real place, because that hotel was a fucking gem. Yeah, so they like, they really? yeah,
1: they yeah drag him in the game room, and Gary Snee starts throwing darts at Ben Affleck, as you do. Mm-hmm. And again, it kind of doesn't make sense the way they do this, because later on you see like a dart sticking out of Ben Affleck's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah he throws, saw, he throws two
1: darts into him, and they hit him in the chest, and then later you see a dart sticking out of his back. Which w-
0: apparently he can bend like space and time. JFK
1: they, bullshit. They either cut out, a, they either cut out part of that scene or they just really hated Ben Affleck. Right. Just stab him in wherever. <laughs> Who gives a shit?
0: Or he fucking has telekinesis and that shit just like arced right around.
1: Affleck kinesis? Yeah. S- sinis kinesis.
0: Dark uh, kinesis.
1: Sinesis Sinis. That's what I that's, have. I have sinesis. That from.
0: sounds like a disease.
1: Can can we just stop for a second, because I have this image in, in my head of Gary Sinise, and you know who he looks like to me in this movie? He looks like Steve Buscemi from Airheads. Yes. Like, if if not for the fact that I knew that was Gary Sinise, I'd be like, oh, Steve Buscemi, what's he doing in this movie? Yeah. He, and not just Steve Buscemi from Airheads, but, like, Steve Buscemi is, like, the bizarro universe version of this character, because this character looks like he's supposed to look like that. And Steve Buscemi looks like... right he's an actor with a wig and a shitty, like, goatee on, but the, the Gary Sinise just looks like he popped up from, like, some drug den looking like this.
0: He looks so natural in this role, and that is not a compliment at all.
1: <laughs> it's like Gary Sinise gets his first, like, royalty check in Paul He's like, time to buy some meth. Pretty much. So uh, they they chain Affleck to the bed and throw him in a hotel room just to get him out of the way for a while while they take care of business. And then a bunch of dumb shit happens. Yeah, he... Aside from yeah. the fact that, like, Affleck discovers the dark secret of the movie or one of the dark secrets right. of the it's, movie. Right. Well it's
0: a bunch of really stupid, like, dumb shit yeah, he, just for the sake of exposition. Yeah, there's, like there's none there's, of it really means there's anything.
1: There's a little bit of like Affleck suddenly being resourceful that I guess they're trying to justify by saying, Oh, he's a thief, he's resourceful. He's a car thief, so he knows how to like hotwire things. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he manages to like b- like break the bed with a dart. He unscrews the bed with like the back of the end of a dart and then he jumps out of his window onto the bed of a truck and gets into another truck and steals something? He, instead of immediately hot-wiring the truck and driving the fuck off because he is, in fact, a car thief and probably knows how to hot-wire a car, he instead picks a car that says Gun Club on the back of it and starts rooting around for a gun. He finds a knife, but not a gun. And I had actually forgotten that th- that this had happened because later on they tie him up and he just, like, pops a knife out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. remember them having the knife. a knife. Yeah, I remember having a knife. I don't remember them. They, they didn't really set up a scene of him having the knife taped. It was like a Travis Biggle scene of him like having oh. the knife on his wrist, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. But he, he did have the knife. That's where he got it. But then this is all just a bunch of stupid shit just for the sake of exposition.
1: It's, it's all, yeah, just filler to get him out of the room and to get him into the pool where we discover what? Uh, Shirley's there on the boobs. Well,
0: we discovered those, like, in the first ten minutes of the movie. But the big discovery is that Charlize Theron and Lieutenant Dan are actually boyfriend and girlfriend. And I'm not like brother and sister. I don't
1: actually know any of their names. It's incest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's, like, oh, God, it's incest. No. They're just... They're, they're, they're brothers, lovers. They're lovers. <laughs> such thing as an act. They're yeah. pulling a grift on, on poor old... Uh, what's okay, his face? Rudy. Okay, I don't even know his name. Ben Affleck. Batman. Bruce Wayne. Mm. So then Sean asked, "Wait, no, Ben, Ben Affleck." Then Ben Affleck sneaks back into his room, and yeah, they start going over. He's they start going over how they're gonna rob the place, and they their big idea for disguises is Santa costumes. Gabe, hey, his name's Gabriel. I mm-hmm. forget this. He still believes two things: one, that Rudy is actually Nick, which, given everything that we've learned and every interaction with between them we've seen, how does he still not think? Because he still not know this. He's really stupid. He's done a bunch of meth. And also, he believes that there's such a thing as a powwow safe, which because Ben Affleck just keeps hammering that nail, and he
0: he, he repeats it a lot of times. And so it... these are
1: the, these are the two things that we know that Gabriel knows going forward into the heist. Yeah, and this is where Ben Affleck, does the thing thing, was like, "Raise your hand if you've ever done a robbery." It's Ben Affleck. You're a car thief, not like a casino robber. Even if they haven't ever pulled a robbery before, these guys who are like cur- like supposed to be career criminals, would they not have enough pride to just lie about that? Yeah. Well, here, here, this is what just occurred to me You're right the second though. So Rudy's pretending to be Nick. Nick is in prison for manslaughter. Why is Nick claiming to be some like seasoned thief though? He 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 totally Cameron Poe guy. He just killed a guy in a bar fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, the mind boggles.
1: <laughs> oh no. That's all. This fucking movie is so terribly so. so yeah, they, they decide to rob it in Santa suits, and Affleck convinces them that they need a sixth. They need a sixth guy to pull off the robbery, and they <laughs> and they buy it. They don't give him a gun though. He he tell he tells him that he tells him that he needs a gun, and in response they punch him because he ran up three hundred dollars on the mini bar tab. Yep, like you do. And uh No, they 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 do give him a gun though. They yeah. finally do give him a gun. Well, they give him a gun straight out of the fucking eighties because I've never seen a realistic water gun like that since nineteen eighty six. Yeah,
0: they they give him a squirt gun. <laughs>
1: well this is before all the regulations where he had to like paint an orange tip onto your gun or they just painted it back over yeah they give them they give him like the most realistic looking water gun imaginable
0: and on the way to uh to the heist uh the there's a guy in the back of the semi with him and he gives him a bottle of rum and he fills up the gun with rum
1: yeah it's just is, shooting himself in the mouth with it yeah, yeah. But,
0: but it's which, important because he mean, has uh, a squirt you, gun full of rum
1: yeah i mean it's he, he he does this entire scene like he's planning something like he has some great idea in mind which is like <laughs> Maybe I'll get to do this before they kill me. Right, and yeah. then he
0: squirts himself in the mouth with it.
1: Now, we come to the big, like, set piece of the film, The Heist, which I didn't actually write anything down about. I just wrote the words The Heist, okay. and that's it. Uh, okay, um, so they start out, they have, they send a couple Sanders in at first. Um, oh yeah, and they they play it up like they're all different mall sa- Santas from different. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: stores. like a it's like a fucking mall Santa union, it's basically.
1: Like, like hey, yeah. Costco, hey, JCPenney, and Dennis Frina, in fact, does send the guards home early this night. Mm-hmm. There's a scene about that.
0: I just like how they're referring to each other in, like uh, department store names, like store names, yeah. like it's fucking like Reservoir Dogs or something. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: hey, it's Mister Pink. You know? Mister Belk. <laughs> yes. Mister Walgreens.
0: <laughs> it's Mister
1: Woolworths. Santa Walker, no, this he? isn't Mister Pink. It's Lieutenant Dan. I know they look the same, but they're different guys. <laughs> God damn it, Jonathan! <laughs> oh yeah. So Affleck is his role in this in this heist is apparently to just get belligerent and distract everybody. Yeah, he, he is he is the distraction, and he chooses this by picking a fight with an old guy at the blackjack table and literally tackling the guy and knocking the table over. But because he's a he's a criminal with a heart of gold, he holds the he holds the old guy down and tells him to hide.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want him to get shot up. And
1: yeah. at this, and at this point, the other, a couple of the other Sanders walked in, and at this point, uh, before this, Ben Affleck finally drew them a map, he just straight up made some shit up and gave it to them. Oh, Cause yeah. Cause Gary Sneeze is trying to follow the map and he just runs straight into a cinder block wall.
0: Yeah, you know, and then, and then twice. he, yeah, and then he goes into like a fucking like, mop closet.
1: Yeah, but eventually he finds the control room and starts shooting the place up. He finally kicks in the door and just does the thing his way. Because he's tired of listening to the Ben Affleck's bullshit lies. Yeah, lines.
0: he shoots out all the security monitors and all which that, is,
1: which is great because now you can't see shit. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not a career criminal. you yeah. Find out he's not yeah. a genius.
0: Uh, there was nobody there to monitor monitor the security anyway. Are no yeah.
1: And at this point, you start real the robbers start realizing sometimes by getting shot the fuck up that Ben Affleck's been lying to them because one of the things he told them was, "Oh, you need the key code to get into the cash room, but the- don't worry, the guy in there doesn't have a gun," and. So they start roughing up the tellers, saying, "You know, what's the code?" And it's like, "There's no code. You should use the key." So they just kick the door open and get fucking shot for their troubles. And not only is there <laughs> yeah. a guy in the, in the there's, room, there's there two like, guys and they like, have two like, three, or three. Yeah, there's three yeah, or four yeah. guys with shotguns, guys. and they just murder the fucking first guy. And then Gary Sneeze comes and just happens to just just straight up hitman all of them. Just yeah, he just like shots.
0: Rambo's everybody.
1: And while this is all going on, Charlize Theron comes in with the fucking car. No, she's she's just sitting in the car to begin with, right?
0: Uh, she, yeah, to she to she with, was but... just sitting in the car
1: once once everything goes cockeyed
0: the the cops show up is yeah, one of the things the cops things. show up
1: first and then she rams the cops with the car and she gets in yeah. the car going like let's just get this fucking robbery done with and she gives Ben like, some speech about how like you know you just got to take it for yourself sometimes
0: yeah and Good and lesson. like merry christmas like, most of the Santas are dead at this point.
1: was no, just the one Santa's dead, yeah. The one who gets shot in the change room. Then they decide to go up to Jack Bangs and start beating the fuck out of him and telling him, you know, give, oh, us yeah. the, give us the powwow safe and give us the money and all that. Up in his, like, and luxury office. Yeah, Jack Bangs, man. Yeah, and then so they drag... And then Gary Sinise is just rubbing it the hell into this dying old man. He's just like, you know, look at Nick Cassidy. He's robbing our place. He's robbing your place. And Jack Bangs is just like, that's not Nick that's Cassidy. The that's, the Nick the <laughs> that's the cowboy. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy.
1: The cowboy. Like, just imagine that you're, like, in your dying breaths, and somebody shoves a dude in your face, and you're just like, you're a cowboy. I know you're you a cowboy. You're a cowboy, and Harry. You he's to him, like, oh, no, I know Nick Cassidy. You're no Nick Cassidy. Yeah.
0: So then Lieutenant Dan gets really pissed and starts asking about the fucking powwow safe, and mm. he's like, it wasn't real. And um Ben Affleck, he's standing his ground at this point, even though he's been found he's like, out. He's
1: like, yeah, he's like, yo, sorry, Ashley, you fucked the wrong guy. I'm Rudy.
0: But he's like, and they still don't
1: get it at this. Well, they, they still, still they don't get it at this
0: point. Well, I'm saying like he, he's he's doubling down though at this point. Yeah, he's yeah. like, well, there's there's a total powwow safe. I know things because like, it's Nick behind, told yeah, me. It's
1: behind the liquor cabinet. And blah, blah blah. Yeah. And so they and So Gary, Gary Sinise finds the safe behind the liquor cabinet and sends sends Dennis Free to go open the combination safe up. Okay, and, and
0: then my favorite thing in the movie happens. He opens the safe.
1: And what does Ben Affleck say?
0: Ben Affleck says,
1: pow. Wow. And what's <laughs> in the powwow safe, Joe? Two Uzis. And because he, Ben's free and turns into fucking Scarface, I think also a mountain of goddamn cocaine. Oh, probably. Yeah. But he, like, perks back up and just starts shooting everything. Yeah, he kills one of the other Santas, the rest of them, like, jump out of the second story window yeah and he jumps out after though yeah this guy's like (laughs) why not half to death and he's using the other half to just chase people around with guns now
0: maybe in the safe because he kind of like gets his face up in the safe when he's opening it maybe he had just like a line waiting for
1: him yeah
0: he just had like a bump in
1: there just to pick me up
0: and that that's where he got his second win
1: that's his powwow.
0: yeah but i'm I think that the powwow line I decided is, like, this movie's yippee Kaye motherfucker.
1: This, yeah. This is a movie that really, okay, I think Aaron Krueger's favorite movie is Die Hard, just based on this movie, because this movie tries so hard to be Die Hard. It's got the Christmas motif. It uses Christmas songs like fucking crazy. Yeah, it does. It's super violent, and it hates everybody, and Ben Affleck is the biggest shit heel on the planet, but we still kind of <laughs> love him because he's Ben Affleck.
0: I, I hate him because he's Ben Affleck. I know that doesn't I have anything to do with fucking Die Hard, hate Ben Affleck. But,
1: but yeah, like this movie, this movie's favorite movie is Die Hard.
0: If this movie were a person, yeah, <laughs> thankfully so. it's not.
1: So then, after Ashley and Gabriel and Jack Baines go jumping out the window, shooting at each other, the one robber who's left with Nick, they get into a fist fight and they grab for guns, and Nick grabs the water gun, and the other the other guy celebrates by lighting a cigarette.
0: Of and course, because that's what you do.
1: Bidaf, like, somehow with this tiny little $2 squirt gun, absolutely drenches this guy with rum and lights him the fuck on fire. And he goes flying out a window. Well,
0: not even that. He shoots it through the guy's lighter flame. Like, he has the yeah, lighter, like and he shoots a, it through the flame, and it's
1: a, like a flamethrower. He's a crack shot, and also it's apparently a 180 proof rum. It's just, like, pure ethanol. the guy just bursts into flames like he's a vampire. Yeah, this <laughs> yes. is something IMDB pointed out, and it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, that's kind of weird that someone would notice that, but it's also weird that this is actually an error they make. So they give him a bottle of dark rum, but you can tell it's a bottle of Bacardi Silver. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's it's one of those things where, like, why would you make that error? You could have just had a bottle that just said XXX Hooch on it and called it a day. Again, you know what it means. It means nobody on the set was drinking, and they had to go out and just have somebody grab something.
0: Right. Well, and obviously, you know, they never have alcohol in movies, so they just put some, like, brown water in it.
1: You know, every time I see people drinking, like, alcohol out of glasses in movies, I always assume... I used to assume it's apple juice, but now to make to make sure that they get the right like feeling whenever they drink the alcohol, I always think it's like vinegar or something. <laughs> yeah, cuz they, they always make, that make that a face. face. They have to make yeah. that like Ugh, face like they just like swallowed some.
0: But also if it were or apple stuff. juice, like when they drink like scotch and whiskey and stuff, I mean it it is like that's just way too dark for it to be apple juice. Oh, I know. It reminds me of like cigarette butt water or something. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> that's what they would drink oh. to get that nasty face.
1: So they pull off the heist against, <laughs> yeah. like, every conceivable odd. Such as it yeah. is. So, <laughs> the heist. yeah, Gary Sinise and Ashley make it back to the car and kill Jack Bangs. And I think I actually read, on um, again, on IMDb, because that's where you go to read about movies, I guess. Yeah. They talk about there was, originally the plan was to have Jack Bangs live through this scene. They said, wait, having a witness to the to the robbery doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But,
0: Why is that the like one point where they pulled their yeah, heads out of their asses? They, they,
1: there are plenty of other witnesses. They just locked them all in like the the cooler or something. Yeah, there's a shit zillion witnesses, and they can all ID Santa, I guess.
0: <laughs> I'm glad they can ID Santa. Apparently, they're all four years old. <laughs> Santa
1: and Santa and uh, Black Santa,
0: Black Santa, and and like Mexican Santa, Santa, Santa
1: Trejo, Santa Santa, Tre- oh. yeah, um, <laughs> Saint Danny. So yeah, they, so Ben Affleck makes a run for it and manages to run right into Gary Sinise. So they throw him in the back of the car, tie him up, throw him in the back of the car, and start driving off. I think we need to just skip ahead here because the, there's there is no more plot really. Yeah. No. But there's one more thing that happens in the movie, and yeah, it's they, kind of like the the big the big finish. Yeah, they. they I mean, we, there's nothing there's nothing to skip ahead right here because this is the next scene. Oh, they fair. drive up to some random ass cliff and say, you know, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, Ben Affleck, you you pulled off the robbery, but you know, you just. Started driving crazy and went away from there. You hit a patch of ice and went over the cliff, you know? Right. It's mm-hmm. time
0: for you to die.
1: Can't and, have any witnesses. That's yeah. why the movie had to kill Dennis Farina. Yeah. There's, like, you know, five Santas went in the casino. We got, like, no, six went in. But, okay, go, go on with your line. Charlie's there. And yeah. she's right. like, I have five dead Santas. Gotta have five dead Santas. <laughs> so, okay, so here's a problem with this scene. So if you're going to say, you know, oh, he totally drove the car off the cliff and fake an accident like that, they chose a cliff that's, like, way the hell away from the road. And it's snowing. You would notice tire tracks. And the only tire trucks you see are from an 18-wheeler backing up to the cliff and putting ramps down.
0: Right, yeah, because the 18-wheeler has the car in the back of it.
1: Well, once again, it just stresses the fact that these guys are not genius criminals. No, not
0: really. Nor are they genius, uh, but script writers. I don't wanna,
1: yeah, but I don't wanna lean on that I, that concept as like the crutch of the whole movie because that's the laziest cheat ever. They, their plan is to basically throw a Affleck like, in the car, light the car on fire, throw a couple bucks in it and throw, drive it off the cliff. Yeah. And Ashley starts, yelling at Ben Affleck about, like, you know, Nick getting stabbed and all this, and then Ben Affleck is apparently Jerry Arbach from Long yeah. now, because he's like, you know, I never said he got stabbed. I never said he got stabbed. Which he he didn't. He finally Actually, he finally did tell her that Nick was dead.
0: But he, t- he never did say that he was stabbed. It took it's true.
1: Then okay. Ashley Hang shoots on. Gary Sinise. Because he's, he's a... Yeah, then Ashley you know. shoots Gary Sinise. and like, a weirdly cold scene. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, she's
0: just, like, fucking, like, a fucking ice queen about it. Yeah. yeah
1: and then... Then Nick showed up. Like Nick, how you... did you get to this random ass cliff? How did you know to come to this cliff, Nick? Well, he's been apparently been tailing them the whole time, right? Because well, no, he, apparently
0: he's... he like just got out. Yeah, he got out that morning. He, just he, got out. He, he
1: said he paid out. He he paid Alamo one hundred dollars to, sh- to, to to like shiv him, and he had a fake blood capsule. And then he paid a guard to spread the rumor that he died. It's like where are you getting all this money in prison, Nick? Well, you see, he's one of the the um, he's one of the get the prison yard's favorite ladies, as he is, as they say. That, Gee, that is a good way to make money. I don't know that money. that's what they say, but that's how I'm putting it. Okay. <laughs> well then, so it turns out who is Ashley? Actually, Ashley is actually
0: Millie Bobek.
1: Millie Bobek. Remember her? She happened. She existed in one line in this movie. Mm-hmm. She is Nick's ex-girlfriend. So, so you can't say the movie didn't set it up because it totally did.
0: And by ex-girlfriend, she's actually his current girlfriend. Yeah. And they're and, Bonnie and Clyde. And
1: you ever seen that movie Wild Things? No. Okay, so that was the movie where the the two women made out. Well, I saw that part, yeah. But yeah, also that's the there only was about like about five or six different like double crosses in the movie. Okay, that's what this movie kind of turns into because it's like you know, oh Nick is really Rudy, but Gabriel and Ashley are really going out. But Nick, uh, but Nick it really isn't dead, and Ashley is really is really Millie. Yeah. And like they and this like apparently apparently Nick orchestrated this entire thing, saying you know. What we'll do is you'll pretend to be Ashley and meet some trucker, and then you and the trucker will pretend to be brothers, and, you know, we'll get my cellmate to pretend to be me. And, and we're going to write each other fake love letters for six months. That is the name. longest
0: con. I swear to God.
1: So this is Aaron Kruger trying to wrap all of his little story threads up into a neat little bow, and it really so does hypoth- the the what bow. would you do if you were trying to rob a casino in the Upper Peninsula Michigan?
0: I don't know, because I'm not that
1: stupid. I'm what? not that smart. Like, I think I would just rob it and then go across the fucking lake into Canada. Sort of, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. I mean, like this—I this, mean, this is the most convoluted plan ever, for just for the sake of a movie plot. With the extremes that they went to, don't you think a better option for them would be to be to just steal the money and then blow up the fucking casino? Because who's gonna know? Where just set the casino on fire or something? Yeah, like, I
0: mean the casino is out in like bumfuck nowhere. So yeah, they killed who gives the only two
1: cops who were close enough to respond, pretty much. Yeah, because the rest of the cops don't don't arrive until they're well on their way out of the casino. They pass them on the road. Oh yeah, right. I mean it takes Cheech Marin a long time to drive from Chicago. Well, I mean especially when you're that high, God. <laughs> so um, I wonder what they would have done if the robbery would have gone well. What was Nick's plan then? Because Nick kind of counted on Bid Affleck playing the hero and getting all the other Santas killed. Well, they would have probably killed Rudy, and then Nick would have just sort of slipped back into his place. I don't know.
0: And then Nick and Millie would have Bonnie and Clyde it up.
1: There Maybe are they s- would like
0: drive to Mexico.
1: There are so many points in this movie where if they had just done like the one thing they were supposed to, there would be no movie. Yeah.
0: There, I mean, that's really how it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> this movie should not have existed this movie
1: is a, is a series of situations where they always make the wrong decision because the the wrong decision is the only way they can keep moving forward yeah,
0: yeah. anyway like, we can wrap up the plot and, and talk about it because yeah, so they the decide
1: they, so nick and millie decide to go through with a plan and my first thought was why why are you taking the guy who um is was in prison for stealing cars and putting him in behind a steering wheel
0: yeah, because they, they tie him up behind the wheel of a car, and then they're going to run it off the... it right, uh, off
1: the road. Yeah, on fire. The, oh, on fire, off of a cliff. Yeah. And then he, like, totally... S- Wolverine snicks to the knife out of his wrist.
0: I mean, how do you do that without slicing your arm open? He apparently
1: had. He, no one told us about this, but apparently he had the knife taped to his wrist the entire time. Because he's, he's just prepared for all situations, I guess. Uh, obviously. They tie his wrist with a Santa belt, he manages to cut it, and then... Hot wires the car, backs it up and backs it up into Nick. And right, and I guess cuts Nick's legs off. Yeah, I was gonna much. say
0: presumably he like chops his legs off, backing up into the back of the semi.
1: And then runs Charlie's there right off the cliff. That car explodes. Nothing left. To, there's nothing left to her.
0: Right, and then he uh he back he backs the semi it's off the, the cliff
1: semi into reverse and backs that up, and that blows up. Nothing left to Nick. No. So what's left on the cliff then? There's Ben Affleck and, and two big bags of money. And so what does he start doing? He starts playing Santa Claus. He walks to sit. he walks the fifty miles to Sidna. He off. walks home and puts a big speck of money in every mailbox he sees.
0: Just for the mailman to yeah, find those, him boxing yeah, day. Okay,
1: so that was immediately my first thought is <laughs> like, uh, Karen Karen and I know some people who are mailmen and they tell us that one of the best days of the year for them is the day after Christmas because they get huge fucking tips from people.
0: Yeah, people will just leave, like, gifts for them in In the the mailbox. mailbox. Yeah.
1: Shit, I've been an asshole for three years to find a mailman. So, (laughs) yeah, so the person who benefited from all this is whoever's driving that mail route that day. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, who the hell is going to check their mailbox on Christmas?
1: And you know what the headline is going to be the day after the day after Christmas? Mailman wins lottery. Pretty much. Cause he's cause not going to tell anybody where Nobody's going to,
0: yeah. That is blood money. Left, you know,
1: oh, yeah. My uh, uncle died. Yeah. I <laughs> yes. take it. My uncle and died and. He uh, left me cash.
0: You know, nobody's going to get to use that money because the bills are probably all like traceable.
1: They're all marked, probably.
0: I mean, so that's the really shitty part. I mean, he's just leaving the money for the authorities to find. So, yeah.
1: He, <laughs> the half of Michigan gets arrested.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
1: So he makes it home for Christmas and he's at Christmas, he's at Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner wearing the raggedy ass Santa suit covered in blood and smoke. Yeah. And like it, it ends over Ben F. like having a, a, having a moment with himself where he gets to like narrate that he's going the exact home. same speech that, from the beginning. Yeah, the exact same speech where he's going home and he's having Christmas dinner, having that turkey. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, come hell I, or high water. One thing I noticed in the credits is that the credits are listed in order of appearance. The last like a dozen names in the credits are all the names of the family members who so were in the scene for like half a second, but they're all given names. It's like you know, it's like you know, Uncle Bill, Aunt Susan, Cousin Joey, and they all get half a penny whenever this movie plays on Cinemax.
0: <laughs> At least it's not on Cinemax.
1: That could be. Hey, oh,
0: that's an entirely different movie. Not really. <laughs> uh, there, there are a couple of boobs one of for the, a short one of the amount things of time that
1: always bugged me about skinamax was that they were just they were just barely porn like they were basically like ripoffs of coen brothers movies that had like a, a scene of
0: the only thing that i them. ever saw like during skinamax uh, uh programming was orgasmo which oh, is well. not
1: even Listen, like anything a, you would want to watch and there's no female nudity in that because <laughs> it's all dude asses yeah exactly well, it's, it's like all those movies. is just like they seem to run off of like the same generic plot of Shannon Tweed being a sex therapist or being a sex cop. Or <laughs> how a does one sex become a sex guard. cop? I, I don't. Is, Chan- I'm not Shannon Tweed. Is anyway. that what
0: Olivia Benson is? Is she a sex cop?
1: Mmm. Uh, ice Tea, maybe. Yeah, An ice tea. Ice Tea's a sex cop. Oh,
0: I S- mean, on. have you seen his wife's ass? I think it's huge.
1: So it feels like we've sped through this plot incredibly fast. And so did the movie. So did the movie. Yeah. The movie was so eager to end itself. And I think that's kind of the, the best thing I could say about I, it. It moves really quick.
0: I was eager for it to end itself, too. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't I mean, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but... It is not a good movie. But before I called it a bad movie, I would call it a dumb movie. I, it's, a, it's a fun bad movie. It's
0: a strange movie. That's what I call yeah. it.
1: It has all the harm- hallmarks of of one person trying really hard and another person not trying at all.
0: One thing I noticed, um, from the beginning, and I didn't actually realize why this was weird until the last scene of the movie, but I noticed that the whole thing, and I, I am not a person that knows anything about filmmaking, and I have seen like about two movies in my life. Welcome to the podcast. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and one,
1: the other one is Christmas with <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the
0: two movies are Reindeer Games and Christmas with a Crank, so I just need to go shoot myself now. Um. How's
1: your Oscar ballot? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just sad. Um, one thing I noticed was that the, uh, scenes are all framed, like, really weird. Like, the shots are, it just it just has really weirdly framed shots. They're yeah, all, like, kind of, like, cockeyed yeah, and, like, sideways. Those,
1: yeah, it's all a little cockeyed, and everything looks just and, a little bit dirty, and it's just Yeah, kinda, like, and, like,
0: there's logic. weird, like, sound effects going on and, like, ambient noise and stuff behind. Mm-hmm. And then I realized at the very end that what it is is, like, every fucking shot in that movie looks like a comic book panel. So I don't know where they were going with that, but it looks like it looks like a graphic novel. It's like
1: it's kind of trying to be a Robert Rodriguez movie, right? Like almost like a Desperado or a Sin City or something. But it God, it is nothing. It is so far <laughs> apart from Sin City. Oh. But like Danny Trejo's in it,
0: yeah. And um, that's all you need, right? Yeah.
1: And it's kind of cartoonish, and it has that weird, like late '90s shiny glossy look, but everything's kind of dingy because it's in like small town shitty Michigan, and. Why? Why would you set a movie there? Like, unless it's unless you're Fargo, why would you set any movie? <laughs> right,
0: unless there? you're the fucking Cohen brothers and you have the chops to like pull it off. Why?
1: I but... mean, the only thing I could think of is if John Frankenheimer was up there already, he's like, "Yeah, we're filming a movie here." It's like, well, why don't we go film somewhere else? Because like, I'm here already. I'm retired.
0: <laughs> this this is where it's, I went to die. It's
1: like how the uh, the first oh. German um, chancellor after World War II, Conrad uh, Adenauer. Um the reason like the reason the German, the West German capital was in Bonn is because Conrad Adenauer had a farm outside of Bonn and he didn't want it to go more than about ten minutes to go to work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean pretty much if you can pull it off, then why not?
1: So this movie kinda of, it came out at a point where Ben Affleck was sort of on the decline. Like he hadn't quite gotten there with Daredevil yet, but he was he was yeah, getting there. I I wrote down that this was in Ben Affleck's shitty period. Yeah, like he had he had just won an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting, and he decided to like piss it away with an action movie, where he dresses up as a shitty Santa Claus. One thing Charlize Theron said about this, she said this is the movie she regrets most, and she tells herself the only reason she took it was an opportunity to work with Frankenheimer. Right, and it it turns out it's, it's a good thing she did that because he did a TV movie after this, and then he died.
0: Better this than a TV movie? I, I don't know.
1: So what? How does this movie relate to Christmas? Well, um, really, it's.
0: There's a lot it's, of Christmas it has music. All the
1: trappings of Christmas, but I mean, it's not about Christmas at all. It's, it takes place around the holidays. It has lots of your typical Christmas music, you know, um, let it snow. And I actually can't remember any of the Christmas songs in this movie. Now. Silver bells is the, the oh the yeah, song silver bells. On. Yeah. He whistles yeah, silver yeah, bells
0: because that's how he reintroduces himself. He's like whistling it walking around the semi. Right. Right. That's how you because know he's we're there. You're
1: totally going to remember that from when he whistled it you know, yeah. Once at the beginning of the movie, the I,
0: I actually season. remembered that. <laughs> I know you, so... you
1: remembered it. Cause you watched the movie and it okay. happened an hour and a half ago in the character's timeline. It happened six fucking days ago.
0: Oh, I see that. That's okay. But the movie
1: does the exact same thing that Die Hard did where it sets itself at Christmas and then it puts all of its, its action and violence against the backdrop of like Gene Autry music and, like, kids Christmas new songs.
0: Just for, like, it the most Discord possible. Yeah,
1: and it doesn't go quite as far as, like, playing Beethoven, but Reindeer Games, it's, like, it's trying to have fun with itself and have fun with the concept by throwing in Christmas music and thinking, like, oh, this is fun, this is atmospheric. Yeah, But it just kind of becomes, like, it's, manipulative. Like, it, yeah. it, it, you you feel bad. Yeah, they're, it's just kind of forced. You feel bad for it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this movie has just a bunch of random Christmas music at inappropriate times, like... When they are just, like, hardcore destroying the room fucking, like, that's when Jingle Bells plays, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, when they first meet in the coffee shop, what song do you hear? Because it's so on the fucking nose. At last. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fucking yeah, Etta James.
1: Right. I mean, that's not Christmas, but that's the level of, yeah, like... Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just, either it's just either random Christmas music, or it's just way like on standards. the nose. That's the level of subtlety that this movie's playing with. But, and again, it's all because Die Hard did it. Can't stress that enough.
0: So that's, this movie's, uh, Simpsons did it?
1: Yeah. So... On a scale, if we were to rank this movie, like, on our official ranking of of Christmas movies for this podcast, Crank is at the fucking bottom. Yeah. It has to be. But on a scale of, like, Crank to Die Hard. Crank to Crank to high voltage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Christmas with the Cranks, not Cranks. I was going to say, we have to, uh... (laughs) On the scale of Christmas with the Cranks being at the bottom and Die Hard being at the top, I guess Die Hard's at the top now. Can I and, make
0: a terrible confession on this podcast right now? I have never nev- seen Die Hard, never, never seen Die Hard.
1: Well, okay, I'm yeah. not gonna say I'm disappointed. I'm just gonna say stay tuned.
0: I'm disappointed well, see, myself.
1: I just want to. I just want to throw something out there. What would be like? Die Hard is a is a great movie, but. If you want to talk about a great Christmas movie, it's kind of like Reindeer Games. It just uses Christmas as an excuse to do shit. Yeah, there are two sort of types, there are two modes of, you know, quote unquote Christmas movies. There's the movies that are about the holidays and about people, you know, dealing with family issues around Christmas time, you know, your Christmas with the cranks, uh, fucking... Bad Santa. Bad Santa, Elf. Um, yeah. Movies that are specifically like pointed at and about Christmas. And then you have the movies where they just sort of use the trappings of the season to tell their story. Home Alone doesn't really need to be set at Christmas. It helps, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think yeah. Home Alone 3 just takes place when the kid's, like, sick from school one day. Oh, yeah. Like, at a certain point, Home Alone just gives up on Christmas. Yeah. Oh, and um, going out there to all the people who are old, decrepit pieces of shit like me and remember watching The Critic and actually liked The Critic. Remember how The Critic had a joke about Home Alone 5? Yeah, Home Alone 5 exists now. You're welcome. Home Alone Five exists and it has Malcolm McDowell in it. Really? Because that dude likes that dude just likes money.
0: Speaking of Beethoven and movies, whole <laughs> <Full> circle.
1: <laughs> but really, on the scale of Christmas with the Cranks to Die Hard, where does, where does Reindeer Games fall?
0: Like I'd say, like maybe what? like four fifths of the way down.
1: It's, yeah, it's close to the bottom. It's not. It's quite It's not there like all the way is... there. This is almost a fun movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I I actually was kind of engaged with the plot. Like, I wanted to see what was going to happen in the movie, but the way that they were doing it all was just kind of hurt to watch. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I, I was into it, if only just to see how are they going to spin this bullshit around this time. Like, yeah. What yeah. way are they going to fuck this part? Yeah. Joe, what's the movie you have to watch every Christmas? More than any for, other. For me, yeah. personally, I'm going to say it's Christmas Vacation. Same with us, actually. So, right. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. If you, there's...
0: Speak for yourself. Mine's a Christmas story.
1: Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> See, no, there's, there's, a, there's a difference between a Christmas story and Christmas vacation. Christmas story is the one I'm going to watch. Christmas yeah. vacation is the one I have to
0: watch. Okay. Christmas it's, story you can't help but watch because it's uh, on Christmas, TV yeah. for like forty eight, eight going hours. To you ask that yeah.
1: question to anybody and you'll get an answer if someone will say, you know, what you ask someone what's the one movie you have to watch every Christmas? And by have to I mean like, you know, like, oh it's not Christmas unless not like, you know, well, someone's forcing me to, it's more like it's not Christmas until I watch blank. It's, yeah, I'm not I'm not enjoying Christmas to its full until I'm watching X. Can you see someone saying it with Christmas of the Cranks? No. God, I mean, no. You kind of can. A really weird, broken person who doesn't know how, what jokes are. Ted Turner? Yes. I mean, you, you, Tim I mean, Allen? you can, you can, I, I mean, you can go on IMD fucking B and see people saying, you know, oh, it's, it's not Christmas until I watch Christmas with the cranks. You're like, you are so wrong. You probably got paid to post this, but okay. I really doubt you'd see someone being like, you know, oh, it's not Christmas until I watch reindeer games.
0: And I want yeah, to know, like,
1: there's some douchebag in college right now who actually thinks that. He's yeah, already. there's like <laughs>
0: some super like smug ass guy who just thinks he's the coolest shit because he loves like he's reindeer writing, games. He's, and, he's like, writing
1: boondocks, Boondock saints. Boondock saints. Right now. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he's probably going to hi write, Troy Duffy.
1: He's probably going to write his his like senior thesis on on the complexities that tie together reindeer games and die hard. Yeah, we're talking about Troy Duffy. Okay, and
0: okay. and on the other hand, there's like some really really horrified like grandmother and grandchild somewhere who rented reindeer games to watch for Christmas. <laughs>
1: You're so right.
0: And did not know what they were getting into. They thought mm. it was going to be like a happy, fun time. If, if
1: it's any indication of like the families you see who walk out of movie theaters, it's going to be like the second time that Charlie's Theron gets naked before they check out. Yeah. They... the first time's a little bit of a surprise, but the second time is kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. The second time, that's that's, I mean, that's, when, that's when you storm out the second time. Well, that's, oh, that's like, like I, It's I like
0: striptease time then oh, yeah. in the fucking pool.
1: Yeah. So Reindeer Games... We do not recommend watching at Christmas time.
0: No, I'd say I guess it's about at twenty percent up the scale
1: mm-hmm. for it's, me. It's a, it's at twenty. Yeah, it's not as bad as Cranks, but you can actually, if if it happened to be on TV and you were too lazy to get up and change the channel or turn the TV off, you could do worse. Yeah, it, like Christmas. It, the yeah, it's it, it's it's. I think it scores any points that it it earns purely on the actual music that they use in the movie, because like who doesn't like listening to some Christmas music?
0: And go on with John's example of it just being on TV and watching it just because it's there. It's basically, I would have to say it's like my movie version of NCIS. Uh, NCIS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yeah. the worst show, I mean, but I watched it anyway. It's
1: bad, but it's not so bad that you're going to actually get the effort up to change the damn channel. Exactly. Oh, but we will, we will find those films. Don't worry. It's called Christmas with the Cranks. Well.
0: I mean, we started with a bang, but... We started there... with a
1: fart. <laughs> we started with a fart, and now we're dealing with the a
0: wet, charts. wet fart. <laughs> there, there are more see, coming. Now,
1: now that we've actually established where these two films fall, we can get into like the, the infinitesimal spaces in between. Because that's where all the Hallmark films live. And that's where all the direct-to-TV uh, Christmas cartoons live. And that's where Santa Claus Conquers the Martians lives. Oh, I, my vote for the worst Christmas... I know Christmas shoes exist, but my vote still for the worst Christmas movie is The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. Because I will just explain to you what The Christmas That Almost Wasn't about. We might actually get to it. I was going to okay. say, maybe
0: we should not explain it because we no, may watch I'll it just, one day. Real
1: quick, just tell me. Christmas is getting canceled because Santa didn't pay rent. And if Santa does not give you presents, what's the hell's the point of Christmas?
0: Oh, oh my god!
1: And this movie, the, the Santa's landlord is named Mr. Prune, and the hero is named Mr. Whipple. This entire movie is just a shit joke.
0: Apparently so. What the hell?
1: For your kids out there, Mr. Whipple is the sharman guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <I> know
0: that. <laughs> for anyone Wait, under the is age the of maybe an like... ad
1: for toilet paper. M- I think so. Maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> but you know what? I think when when we get to it, we will discuss toilet paper in depth. Oh yeah. Episode, I think this is going to be the uh, the end of our episode tonight. Uh, so if you have any questions or comments, we do have an email account now. It's xmascreeps at gmail dot com.
0: We have a lot of stuff now. We've signed we have, up for social media.
1: Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook. Find us at Christmas Creeps. You'll you'll know us right away. We're the skull and crossbones, but the crossbones are candy canes. At us on Twitter at xmas underscore creeps. And all the other versions are taken by people making shitty gimmick accounts. Stop doing that, Twitter. Yeah. Or help help us uh help us get the real Xmas creeps. Uh, also, we are now on iTunes. It did not take us that long to get on iTunes. No, it was about we a well, the day and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember with I remember in the past, iTunes used to say you had to have three episodes or something to get listed. Now, yeah, just... you you had to prove that you were like in kind of in it for the long haul, sort of. You didn't, couldn't just do one episode and be done with it. But yeah, we are on iTunes, so go find us there and leave us a comment or a review. That'll that might get us. A little bit of visibility. I, we don't have the kind of audience that gets us on the top, p- the front page of iTunes, but...
0: We just want to know what you
1: think. Yeah, we the want... The true meaning of Christmas is rating and reviewing us on iTunes. The true meaning, yeah. The true meaning of Christmas is iTunes. That's yeah. If you want to deep. send us some iTunes cards, uh, we would not be against that. I certainly wouldn't. No, of course not. If you want to send us a recommendation for a new episode, we will be most certainly taking them. Yes. You send us any mail to Santa Claus... Um, he will forward it to well, us. He is at the Cole's North Pole. At the North Pole. Um, he's a personal friend of John's. Uh, I don't. I haven't met him yet, but he's talked a lot about him. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. So, yep. Ho ho ho! And now I have the end of the podcast. Happy
0: Christmas. Ba-ba-da-ba, ba-ba-da-ba, happy Christmas. Ba-ba-da-ba, 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 oh, happy Christmas.